Hey, this is Jessica, your web church host. Welcome to Calvary FL Online. We're so blessed to have you join us today, along with viewers from all over the world. We consider you family and count it an honor that you feel blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to share what God is doing in your life, please email us at stories at calvaryfl.com. Also, if you would like to give or be a part of what God is doing at Calvary, you can do so by logging on to calvaryfl.com or by giving through our Calvary FL app. Thank you for joining us for today's worship experience. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. You by live stream, thank you for joining me. I'm so honored to have you today. Listen, I heard that my sons preached the house down. My sons, my grandsons, whatever you want to call them. But the young guys brought it. But listen to this. I'm back and I'm ready. So, so I feel like God has a word. Listen, before I left uh, for vacation, Pastor Josh had a prophetic dream and he just pushed me and talked to me about it and it hit me in my spirit. It had had to do with the shift. And then I finished up preaching the Charisma Conference. Most of you know that I had preached that the weekend before I left for vacation and came back here and preached. And the Lord began to just burn in my heart about this, this shift. And then my first night of vacation, I had a prophetic dream. So I want to tell you this. I'll share that dream with you as the days come. But, but the Lord said in this season, he's about to shift some things. He's about to shift some things in this church. But listen to me. He's about to shift some things in your life. Some children are about to shift. A daughter is about to shift. 
A son is about to shift. Some marriages are about to shift. Some financial situations are about to shift. Now, maybe you don't need a shift, but your neighbor really does. I said, there are some things that are about to shift. If you're ready for a shift in your life, give God some praise right now. Now, listen, I'm in my third trimester with this message. I've, I've been pregnant with it this entire vacation, so I'm ready to bring it all to you. We're looking at 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 10. I don't know that I've ever had a more crucial and critical word for this next season. In particular, I hear the Lord say in the fall. By the time the fall comes, there are many of you that are going to see God has supernaturally shifted family members, financial situations, churches, ministries. Who's ready to see God move for you in this season? We're looking at verse 10. It says, now when Athalia, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. One translation says the royal seed of the house of Judah. What a diabolical thing to do. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the, the son of uh, Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's son who were being murdered and put him and his nurse in a bedroom. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of this king, she hid him from Athaliah so that she did not kill him. And he was hidden with them in the house of God, watch this, for six years why Athaliah reigned over the land. Now in the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself and made a covenant with the captains of the hundreds. Skip to verse two. And they went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the chief fathers of Israel and they came to Jerusalem. Then all the assembly made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said to them, Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord has said of the sons of David. And the Levites shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hands. And whoever comes into the house, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king. I wonder if there's anybody today who is with the king. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm with the king. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 8. So the Levites and all Judah did according to all Jehoiada, the priest commanded and took every man his men who were on duty on the Sabbath with those who were to be to go out on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada, the priest, watch this, didn't dismiss the shift. I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. Don't dismiss the shift. Mm. There is a shift coming to your life. There is a shift coming in your situation. And if you dismiss it, you will miss it. 
some of you are already saying it's not for me don't dismiss the shift don't discount this prophetic word because some of you are about to step out of one season and into a new season mm. And if you're ready to hear the word of the Lord, slip up your hands, Father. Anoint me to preach and your people to hear. We say it's time for a shift and we hear your voice in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Hallelujah. Praise God and you can be seated. The words came alive to me. The Bible says they didn't dismiss the shift. Tell your neighbor, don't dismiss the shift. Now I, now I know in this text, the shift that we're talking about here literally means the shift of working hours uh, and a lot of amount of time for a cycle of a job but i would like to talk to you for a few minutes about a different kind of shift that the people in this story desperately needed and the kind of shift that i need and that many of you need that this kind of shift means a change it means a change of direction it means a directional change a positional change it means a change in situations and circumstances the shift is all about change and the Lord brought me back from vacation to tell you in this room and you by live stream get ready to see some things shifting in your life I decree and declare that many of you are wanting to see change wave at me if you need to see some change the Lord was said to me get ready because he's about to shift some things some people are being shifted there's some issues in your life that are going to be shifted there's some problems that are about to be shifted some of you have a daughter who's about to be shifted some of you have sons who are about to be shifted somebody's family is about to be shifted somebody's financial situation is about to be shifted somebody's career is about to be shifted somebody's money is about to be shifted I don't know who I'm talking to is there anybody here ready for a shift come on if you need to see some kind of change or transformation make a little noise in the house if you're ready for a shift whatever you want Lord that's what I want now, now there are some of you sitting in this room today and you've already discounted this message You've already dismissed it. You said pastor was away and he's just gotten excited, but I'm writing this off because it's not for me. I'm not, I'm good. I'm going to stay just like I am. I'm, I'm going to just get by. But listen, it is time for you to say goodbye to getting by. God has a shift for your life and some of you have already dismissed the shift and said nothing is going to shift in my life but hear me now those who dismiss the shift will miss the shift if you dismiss the next thing that God is going to do in your life you're going to miss it hear me in this room this shift is for you put your hand on your chest and declare that decree it right now say this shift is for me yeah, yeah, yeah. God is not through with me. He's not done with me. He's not done in my situation. He's not done with my family. He's not done with my life. This shift is for me. I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. Now, this text in 2 Chronicles records an incredible time in the history of the northern and southern kingdom. In particular, we're going to talk a little bit about Judah today. And I don't want to take a long time setting this uh, message up, but I do want to seek to develop clarity and perspective. 
because this story revolves around a time when God had risen to judge the house of Ahab and Jezebel. They were leaders of the northern kingdom. And then there was the righteous, more righteous kingdom, Judah, the southern kingdom. But the problem was, at this time, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel, who had unrighteously and in an iniquitous way ruled the northern kingdom, her name was Athaliah, Athaliah. She married King Jehoram. And King Jehoram was actually the son of Jehoshaphat of the southern kingdom. So what happened was the iniquity that was in the northern kingdom invaded the southern kingdom. And this woman who was the daughter of Jezebel was even more wicked than her mother. So she marries this king of the southern kingdom, this daughter of Jezebel. And her son rises to take over the, the, the kingdom because this woman's husband actually died. This man died because of his commitment to Baal. This man lost his life because of his commitment to Baal. Ahaziah actually died because he turned his back on Jehovah. And her son rises to take the kingdom. And Azariah takes the kingdom, this son. And as he takes this kingdom, he is heavily influenced by his mother. Hear me in this room. He's heavily influenced by his mother. But some way God is judging the northern and southern kingdom for their immorality. And this son is killed by Jehu. And this is when Athaliah arises. This is when she rises up and emerges. And here's where the story gets very dark. Because she murders all of her own grandsons in order to take over the crown and take over the throne. She kills her own family. And she thinks that she has destroyed the royal seed. But hear me in the house. Unbeknownst to her, there was a baby named Joash who the Lord had spared. There was a baby named Joash being hidden away in the temple. He was being hidden away and protected. And I want to tell you something. Don't let the enemy fool you. God always has a plan that will more than address your problem. Some of y'all don't even realize it, but God's got things hidden away that are going to produce your breakthrough in the next season. You don't see it. You don't even know it's there. But God said, I got breakthroughs coming for you that you don't even know anything about. And I am protecting your purpose. I am protecting your destiny. I am protecting my future that I have for you. I got things in place. God always has a ram in the thicket, amen. Abraham. God always has some bread, a bread bringing a raven and a brook, Elijah. God always has an angel that'll break you out of jail, Peter. God's always got a plan. That's why you can't be tripping because things are not the way you want them to be right now. God's got it under control. Your children may be acting crazy, but God's got it under control. Your money may be funny, but God's got it under control. All the while, he is preparing you for a shift. There is a supernatural shift that is coming. Tell your neighbor, it's coming. It's coming, and we can dismiss it and miss it, or we can embrace it and experience it. 
Now check this out. In 2 Kings 11.2, it says for Jehoshiba or Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Joram, the sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from the king's son who were being murdered, and they hid him and his nurse in the bedroom from Athaliah so that he was not killed. Now, Athaliah thinks that she has murdered every potential threat to her plan and scheme and agenda, but there is a godly woman. There is a sister protecting a brother. Come on, somebody. Laying it all on the line, protecting the king's baby. Her name is Jehoshabeth. And if you transliterate and define her name, her name means oath of Jehovah. It literally means Jehovah's oath or Jehovah's promise or Jehovah has sworn. It's powerful to me because this little baby was key to the shift that Judah needed and, and he was protected by Jehovah's oath, Jehovah's promise. He was protected by Jehovah's commitment and promise. And this oath, this oath is defined as a solemn promise regarding future behavior. When God makes a promise, he's not going to back out on the deal. It's a solemn promise regarding future behavior. Now let me say this concerning you. I want to give you five components for the shift. This is going to be critical for your next season. This is going to be life transformative for you. There are five components from the story that I want to show you that's going to release the shift in your life. Number one, remembering and reconnecting with the oath you made to God in the beginning is the first step to experiencing the shift that God has for you. Remembering and reconnecting to the oath that you made to God. See, the Lord has dealt with me that I need to revisit why I ever got in this thing to start off with. Why was it that I even started preaching? Why was it that I even started this journey? The Lord said, son, I'm taking you you back. I'm going to take you back to your oath. I'm going to take you back to your commitment. I'm going to take you back to your first love. I'm going back to my oath, my solemn promise that I made that, 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 that reflects my future behavior. I'm going back to my promise that I made. And I made a promise and I said, God, because of this promise, this is what I'm going to do with my life. See, it's time to go back to your original passion. It's time to get your passion back. It's time to get your fire back. It's time to get your praise back. It's time to get your shout back. It's time to get your purpose back. I'm going back. I'm, I'm going back. Listen to me. Before life and ministry got so cluttered, before you got so busy that you lost your fire and passion for God, before things became so intense that you forgot why you started in the first place, it's time to get it back. It's time to get your joy back. Come on, somebody. It's time to get your hallelujah back. It's time to get your tears back. It's time to get your prayer back. It's time to get your confession back. It's time to get your declaration back. It's time to get your love for the lost back. Hear 
hear me, here's what the Lord said. The Lord said this shift is not just about change. It's about reconnecting yourself with God's original intent. Why did you start off with it in the beginning? See, I want to tell you I'm 54, but I'm coming back to my original intent. God dealt with me while I was on vacation. While, I, while I'm coming back to who I was. When I was eating up with Jesus. When I was 24 years old, laying in bed in Claire Mail in the worst neighborhood in Tampa just about it when I would lay in bed all night long and weep and couldn't sleep because I wanted an encounter with God because I wanted to do something with my life that mattered when I would risk it all when I would lay it all on the line when I said I don't care what I gotta risk I don't care what I gotta do but I can't just survive I can't just get by I'm going back I'm becoming that young man again I may look a little older but I'm getting it back I'm getting my praise back I'm getting my vision back. I'm getting my anointing back. I'm getting my power back. I'm getting my passion back. Oh, gee. It's time to get your fire back. Uh, come on, some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but it's time to get your fire back. It's time to go back to that time when you didn't need a microphone to praise the Lord. I'm going back to that time I didn't need an organ and I didn't need a band. I didn't need, I didn't need singers. I just loved him so much I could praise him all by myself. How many of you want to go back to that time when he thrilled you? See, it's time for your comeback. I said, it's time for your comeback. And I'm telling you, some of y'all are coming back. Watch this, watch this. There's a huge difference between going back and coming back. I ain't going back to nothing. I'm not giving up and quitting and going back. No, I'm coming back. Tell your neighbor, it's time for your comeback. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to my worship. I'm coming back to my passion. I'm coming back to fire. I'm coming back to glory. I'm coming back to praise. I'm coming back to joy. I'm coming back to laughter. I'm coming back to where I'm thrilled about him again. I'm coming back where I can't help myself but praise him. I'm coming back. How many of y'all ready to go back a little bit and say, God, I want to be who I was. I want to get that fire back. I don't want to be so captured by this moment that I forget why I got in this to start off with. Make a little noise if you're ready for a comeback. It's time to get back to that oath. It's time to get back to why you started in the first place. It's time to get that fresh, fresh thing working in your life. I love the fact that it was Jehovah's oath who protected the royal seed of God. But check this out. Jehovah's oath that's what her name means. Jehoshabeth, Jehovah's oath, protected Joash. Now, if you define the name Joash, Joash means this, given by the Lord or gift of Jehovah's fire. Now, this is amazing to me because Athaliah thought she had destroyed all resistance. She thought that, that every part of that royal seed was dead. But all the while, you had Jehovah's oath protecting the gift of Jehovah's fire. You had somebody protecting the fire. You had somebody in place protecting the fire. I feel like preaching. 
It looked like it was over, but all the while, God had somebody who had taken an oath, somebody who was committed, who said, we're going to protect the fire. Now, now spirit-filled leaders have got to understand part of our oath, bishops, pastors, preachers, apostles, prophets, part of our oath, part of the reason we got in this to start off with was because we loved the fire. Fire in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. People are baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. In the Old Testament, fire represents the presence of God. Wherever the fire was present in the tabernacle, when the fire was present, it symbolized that the presence of God was there. So we gotta get leaders who remember why they started in the first place. They had a commitment and a love for the fire. They desired the fire. Fire is that emblem of the Holy Holy Spirit it represents God's power and God's presence hear me in this room God give us some leaders who again value the fire of the Holy Ghost God give us some leaders who again value the presence and fire of God hear me in this place it may seem passe it may seem like something that has come and gone but we need fresh fire we need some leaders who realize we can't do it without the move of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it without the fire of the Holy Spirit and we cannot do it without the fire of God's presence. Let me tell you something, hell has like never before has been dedicated to this mission. Hell wants to eradicate the fire of God on planet earth. Churchmen now are resisting the presence of God. They don't want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They don't want any manifestation of God's power or presence in the room they want services that are sterilized they want services that are cold they want services that are indifferent give me my 45 minutes service and let me get out of here they don't want the fire but let me tell you something the Jehoshaphats are arising there is a new breed that is saying we can't do this without the presence of God we can't do this without the Holy Ghost and we will protect the fire my god if you're hungry for the fire i want you to give god a praise right now Here's what I'm seeing, the Jehoshaphat are arising. Those who have taken an oath, who are hungry for the move of God, hungry for the power of God, hungry for the presence of God, who don't want religious rituals, who don't want to go through the motions, who don't want to just have another Sunday that was just like last Sunday, but they saying, God, open up heaven and pour something out in this place that we've never seen before. One, two, three, give God a shout. We need leaders who have taken an oath to protect the fire. The enemy thought for sure this woman was convinced, Athalia, that she had finally stamped out all the royal seed. But there was a Jehoshaphat who was protecting a Joash. There was somebody who made an oath to protect the fire. Push your neighbor and say, protect the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be okay to go without the presence of God. Don't be okay to make it without the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If there's somebody here still hungry for the fire, make a little noise in the room right now. 
It brings me to my second point. The, the shift is coming to those who are radically, holy, and completely committed to the fire. It's time for fire. Compromise it. Don't give in. Radically commit yourself to the Holy Spirit in his presence. The fire of God represents his power and his presence. So hear me, there's preachers that watch me everywhere. And I want to tell you, preacher, don't dumb down the message. Don't try to sterilize your services to the presence of God and the manifestation of the glory of the Lord. Don't try to dumb it down. People need an encounter with God. Y'all bear with me. I got to preach what God has given me. People have got to have an encounter with God. There is a shift coming. There is a shift coming and it's going to come to those who remember their oath and to those who protect the fire. There is a revival coming to America. There is an awakening coming to the land and it will come to churches who know what it is to allow the fire of God's presence and the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn. Put your hand on your chest and say, give me the fire. Yeah, yeah, give me a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Give me a fresh touch of the glory of God. See, see, hear me preachers that are watching me. Don't water down the message. The enemy of fire is water and we need the fire. Come on, stay committed to the power and presence of God. Your shift is in the fire. Protect the fire. Protect it, protect it, and you who are here, protect it in your life. Now here's where the story gets even more amazing. Because it was the Levites, somebody say Levites. It was the Levites who instigated this shift. They were the ministers of God. And, and I believe that we need a Levitical generation that doesn't just stand on the stage and behind pulpits. Because the Bible said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That would be you. But it was the Levites who rose and instigated the shift. And if you define and transliterate the word Levi, the root word for Levites, it means joined to or tied to. Now don't miss this. Je Jehoshabeth, Jehovah's oath is protecting Joash. Jehovah's gift of fire is being protected and she actually marries a high priest named Jehoiada. And if you study the story, it is Jehoiada who led this, this rebellion against this iniquitous queen. Hear me in this house, don't miss this. He instigated a hostile takeover from the enemy. And I need to let hell know that there is a church in Ormond Beach, Florida that is declaring, devil, we ain't going down. That we are ready for a hostile takeover. You can't have our children. You can't have our colleges. You can't have the next generation. You can't have my marriage. You thought you had it, but I'm taking it back and I'm taking it over. Good God almighty in this room. Now, now here's what happened. This woman, this woman who was committed to, 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 to protecting the fire, this Jehoshabeth, she married Jehoiada. And Jehoiada, if you transliterate his name, his name means Jehovah knows. Push your neighbor and say Jehovah knows. And what did she do? She married a Levite. 
whose name means Jehovah knows. She tied herself to a Levite. She tied herself to somebody whose name means Jehovah knows. Now hear me in this house. There is a shift coming to those who are tied not to what they know, but to what Jehovah knows. Come on, some of y'all have been tied. Bring that out. Some of y'all have been tying yourself to things. You have tied yourself. You have tied yourself to doubt. Come on, you have tied yourself to fear. You, you, you have tied yourself. Some of y'all are tied. Sit on that thing. Come on. Some of y'all are tied to stuff. You're tied to your past. You're tied to your problems. Come on, Josh, I can move them, but you get up here, I can't move them no more. You, you are tied. Come on, you are tied to wrong thinking. You are tied to I can't do it. You are tied to God ain't moving. You are tied to God can't make a way. And God said anything you tie to that you birth, he said you're gonna have to pull it. You, some of y'all ain't getting anywhere you can't shift because of what you tied to. You tied to what you know. You tied to what you feel. You tied to how everybody's doing. You tied to your situation. You tied to your past. You tied to your problem. And you wonder why your life y'all ain't saying nothing to me you wonder why your life ain't shifting I got preachers you tied to what people think of you you tied to social media some of y'all are tied to what happened to you 30 years ago but the Lord said you need to untie yourself Come on, you, you need to untie yourself from the worry. Untie yourself from the pain. Watch this, and he turned, and she married this oath. She married this man. She married the man, bring his name up again, Jehoiada. She married Jehovah knows. She got herself connected to Jehovah knows, and she began to follow Jehovah knows. See, before she was dragging what she was tied to but when she tied herself to Jehovah no longer was she pulling she was being pulled so now I'm tied to Jehovah wherever he leads me I will follow I may not understand it but I'm tied to Jehovah I made an oath that I would stay with him and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. If he takes me down, I'll go down. If he takes me through trouble, I'll go through trouble. I don't know why I'm facing what I'm facing. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I don't know why I've had to face this problem I faced. But let me tell you, Jehovah knows and I'm with Jehovah. I dare somebody right now. Joash was hidden. You say I'm hidden and it ain't working right now. But I know Jehovah knows. He knows the way I take and I'm connected to Jehovah. If you're tied to Jehovah, one, two, three. Give God a praise right now. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I'm tied to Jehovah knows. Even when I don't know, 
Jehovah knows. Even when I don't understand, uh, Jehovah understands. One, two, three, give God a shout. It's, it's time to untie yourself. Sit down. From anything that would cause you to dismiss the shift. It's time to untie yourself from relationships. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. Don't make me come down there. It's time to stop checking her Facebook. It's time to stop looking for him on social media. It's time to untie yourself from the drama. It's time to untie yourself from the behavior. It's time to untie yourself from the past and get hooked up with Jehovah knows. One, two, three, give God a shout. Some people are going to dismiss the shift and miss the shift because of what and who they are tied to. It's time to tie yourself to Jehovah and what Jehovah knows. Now check this out. It was the Levites who instigated what brought about the transformation. But it was all of Judah that got tired of it. It was the whole nation of Judah that said, we can't take it anymore. Judah said, we can't take Athaliah anymore. We want to marry to the plan of God. We want to marry to the voice of God. We want to marry to what's going to bring the shift. And see, you know that you're ready for a shift when your praise changes. Judah means praise, and you know that you're ready for a shift when your praise changes. Those who refuse to dismiss the shift will see a transformation in how they praise the Lord. Some of y'all are going to see a transformation in your praise. Let me make you aggravated. Let me upset you. Let me push the envelope. But let me tell you, I am going to be a praiser like I've never been a praiser before. I'm going to be a worshiper like I've never been a worshiper before. And my praise is my signal to the enemy that I ain't taking it anymore. My praise is to let my enemy know you thought you had me, you thought you would afflict me, you thought you would destroy me, but yet I, I will praise the Lord. You, you, you know you've had a change in your praise when you can be broke and still praising, when you can be talked about and still praising, when you can struggle and still praising, when you don't see what you want to see, but you say, God, I'm tired of the enemy and I'm going to praise the Lord. Where are the radical praisers in the house? Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, your praise will propel the shift in your life. If you dismiss praise, you will dismiss the shift. Your praise will propel the shift. What are you waiting for? Some of y'all need to shock your wife. Some of y'all need to shock your husband. Some of y'all need to let your children see you shout one time. Some of you need to let your family see you lift your hands. Some of you need to get your passion back. You need to get your dance back. You need to get your spin back.
You can't praise him and dismiss the shift. You can't worship him and dismiss the shift. There's a shift in your praise. Your praise is your declaration to the devil that I'm ready for a shift and I ain't taking it anymore. The change went through Judah. It was instigated by those who were joined to Jehovah. Let me ask you, are you joined to Jehovah? Are you joined to what Jehovah knows? Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, you just sit there, but this is me, and this is my praise, and I'm letting the devil know I ain't taking it anymore. One, two, three, give God praise. Give God a shout. Give God a praise. I ain't taking it, devil. You can't have my children. You can't have my joy. You can't have my destiny. You can't have my purpose. I'm tied to Jehovah. I'm tied to what Jehovah knows. I'm connected to him where he leads me. I'm going to follow. I'm going to trust him. Hallelujah. Now, how many of y'all know the devil ain't just some dumb, he's plumb dumb. And the devil is so sick that he takes your complaints as worship unto himself. He takes your doubt as worship unto himself. He is so dumb that he actually believes that he orchestrated your trouble. Well, I'm about to preach. Some of y'all say, that's good for you, but that ain't for me because you don't know what I'm going through. I can't praise the Lord because I got too many problems. I got too many issues. And the devil sitting over there said, yeah, bring it on. It's working. You praising me and you, you worshiping me. But, but see, some of y'all are sitting out there saying, I can't worship him, I can't praise him, and I can't experience a shift because the devil has working in my life. The devil is defeating me. But, but I'm about to blow the devil's cover. God, I, I, I know I've been on vacation and I know I got my pedal, my, 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 I know I got the pedal to the metal and my foot on the floor, but I came back feeling like I had a word for somebody in the room. How many of y'all ready to blow the devil's cover? Tell your neighbor, pastor's gonna blow the devil's color. Yeah, see, the devil is convinced that he was in control. The devil is convinced that in Judah he was in control. But if you define Athaliah's name, the one who rose to prominence and power, her name actually means afflicted by the Lord. Afflicted by the Lord. Now, now, now the devil wants you to think that every hard moment is because of his influence and power. But I'm about to blow his cover. God actually will allow times of momentary misery. Preach, Pastor Rick, I'm gonna come down there and shout myself down. Hear the truth, God will even afflict you if he knows that's what it will take to shift you. 
I'm about to run in the old time way. I said, God will actually afflict you if he knows that's what it will take to shift you. See, number five, your trouble has actually prepared you for your shift. Your trouble has not defeated you, but it's just gotten you ready. The Lord has afflicted you. He allowed the struggle because he knew he was getting you ready for the shift. You better hear me in this room today. Your problem is bringing about your promotion your problem will bring about your promotion and your pain will become your platform because now you are ready to shift go look at your neighbor and say neighbor holler at him say neighbor your trouble has actually prepared you for your shift oh lordy he, he, he said I had to bring some things down before I could raise some things up. I had to let you be afflicted. I had to let you go through trouble. Judah, I had a plan for you and you got out of my plan. So I afflicted you for a season until you would join back to me. I afflicted you. I allowed this queen to get in position because my plan was greater than that problem. I used it. I declare that there is coming a day when you're going to look back and you're going to praise God over what you've been through. You're going to say thank you that I struggled. Thank you that they talked about me. Thank you that things went wrong. Thank you for my mess. Thank you for my affliction. Because now I know that you used it to shift my life. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. And tell your neighbor God is using it. God is using it. He's using that trouble. God is using that daughter. God is using that son. God is using that boss. God is using that accusation. God is using it because he's getting ready to shift you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you stand there and you look good, but I'm about to bring God a crazy praise because my shift, my shift, my shift, my shift is coming. Somebody give God a praise. Slap somebody a high five and say, don't dismiss the shift. Don't dismiss the shift. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 6, in Hosea chapter 6, come on, help me. He said, come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, after two days, he will revive us, and on the third day, he will raise us up. He will raise us up that we may live in his sight. Throw your hands up 
I declare a second day and a third day anointing. You are being revived and you are being raised up. Your shift is on the way. One, two, three, give God a shout. Tell your neighbor I'm shifting. Tell your neighbor I'm shifting. Tell somebody I'm shifting. I'm shifting. I'm shifting. You may not want to sit by me next week because I'm shifting. You may not want to sit by me because I'm going to praise at another level. I'm shifting. I'm shifting. The Bible says that they gathered in the temple and they did not dismiss the shift. Jehovah's oath, protecting Jehovah's fire. Married to Jehovah knows. Tied to what Jehovah knows. Seeing transformation in Judah. And then Judah rises and no longer does afflicted by God sit on the throne, but Joash sits on the throne. The fire of God, bring me that chair, please. The fire of God presence of God. Some of y'all, sit down. Sit down. You've allowed, can you move this, son? You've allowed affliction to sit on the throne in your life. You've married yourself to affliction. <laughs> you, you, you're so married to Athalia affliction that you can't even hear this word today. And you've dismissed the shift. There's people watching me by live stream, you've dismissed the shift. But Athalia, you got to go. Come here, Joe Ash. There's a new king in town. The fire of God. And the presence of God is going to sit in the throne of my life. The gift of the fire. Now, listen, don't dismiss the shift. There's five critical components to your shift. Number one, bring it up. Remembering and reconnecting with the oath you made to God in the beginning is the first step to experiencing the shift God has for you. It's time to get thrilled again about Jesus, about his word. Number two, the shift is coming to those who are radically holy and completely committed to the fire. That doesn't mean you have to act like I act. But it means this, the Holy Spirit 
and the presence of God is a standing priority in your life. Number three, there's a shift coming to those who are tied not to what they know, but to what Jehovah knows. Number four, those who refuse to dismiss the shift will see a transformation in how they praise the Lord. This church is shifting, okay? You say, well, Calvary's already the most praised and worshiping church I know. You ain't seen nothing yet. There's a new wind that's going to blow in this house. There's a new thing that God's going to do in this room. If you dismiss it, you're going to miss it. But I'm telling you, God got a hold of my heart while I was in Mexico. He said, it's time to come back to the oath. It's time to get hungry for the fire. It's time to become that praiser that you used to be. And I'm not saying I ever quit praising, but let me tell you, I'm going to praise him at a whole nother level. I'm going to go after God at another level. I'm looking for people who want to shift with me. Is there anybody who wants to shift with me? Come on. Number five, your trouble has actually prepared you for your shift. Thank you for the tears. Thank you that they talked about me. Thank you that I went through it. Who have I preached to today? Push your neighbor and say, you're about to shift. You're about to shift. You're about to shift. You're about to shift. Your season is about to shift. Your finances are about to shift. Your children are about to shift. Your family is about to shift. Come on, your career is about to shift. Your mind is about to shift. Your circumstances are about to shift. That depression is about to shift. That addiction is about to shift. That problem is about to shift. This church is about to shift. Come on, I said this church is about to shift. This city is about to shift. There's a new thing that God is doing. It's time for a shift. The Lord said, get ready for the shift. The Lord said, get ready for the shift. You can dismiss the shift and miss the shift. Or you can embrace it and you can experience it. Let me tell you, I'm going to be preaching this week. I have to be in Midland, Texas on, on uh, Wednesday. And then the end of the week, I'm preaching uh, a pastor's conference for Pastor Kilpatrick who led the Pensacola Revival years ago and he's having a huge pastor's conference and I'm so honored to preach it. But I don't believe it's an accident that God is speaking this shift in my heart because God is about, I believe God's bringing revival to America. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Listen, here's two things. Number one, uh, you can't miss next week. I'm going to be preaching a message about being blessed beyond the curse. I'm going to show you how necessary it is to walk away from an old season to be able to embrace a new one. I'm going to release revelation that will be critical for your shift. And I'm telling you, it's not just enough that you come. I need you to bring somebody with you. This is a great crowd and thousands of people come. 
on a Sunday here in our campuses. But you know what? I got room. There's chairs that don't have nobody sitting in them. And I, listen, shepherd don't make sheep. Sheep make sheep. And I need you to help me make some sheep up in here. I need you to invite your friends. How many of you got friends and loved ones that need a shift? Come on. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Bring them next Sunday. Everything is culminating to first Wednesday. The Lord spoke to me that we're going to have the greatest service, I believe, with Nathan Morris that we've ever had. You don't want to miss first Wednesday in August with Nathan. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this room and you would say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. I need a shift. Pastor, there's things in my life that alienate me and separate me from him. And when you pray, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, if there's sin in your life, and you'd say, Pastor, since you're praying anyway, pray for me. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One, huh. two, hands are already being lifted. Three, remember me, Jim Rayleigh. I'm not where I need to be. Hey, hold those hands up. If that's you, hold it up. Hold it up. I'm going to you five more seconds. Five, four, all the way across this room. You're going to overflow in the balcony, I'm sure. Three, hold those hands up. Two, one. Hold that hand up. If you held it up and you really meant business, here's what I want you to do. If you're ready for a shift, I want you to come and stand right here in the front. If somebody next to you held their hand up, I want you to move back in the seat so they can come. I'm telling you, scores and dozens of people are going to move into a new season and a new relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing, John, sing. Come on, there's people that still need to come. There's people that still need to come. Come on, why don't you clap? Look at the dozens of people. In our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Come on, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come. Hallelujah, Jesus. My, 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 my. I want you to look at this altar call right here. And I want you to give God some ridiculous thanksgiving in this room. I want everybody in the room to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. And I want you to raise your other hand. It's time for you to have a shift. But it's time for you to untie yourself to anything that you've tied yourself to that would keep you from walking this thing out. So I want you to pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Everybody in the room, pray, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins, anything and everything that keeps me from you. Wash me, clean me, make me new. I need a shift. So I untie myself from anything that separates me from who you are. I tie myself to Jesus and to what Jesus knows and to who Jesus is. And I declare, I'll never 
be the same again. Hallelujah. Now, I want all you folks, I want you to turn, and I want you to go just this direction. Come on. Help me right there. I want to meet you right over here in the chapel. Y'all ought to be clapping while they're going. Y'all ought to be. I bet you there's 50, 60 people. Come on, everybody, if you just go there for a moment, don't rush out. Come on, y'all make a lot of noise. Act like you're excited about it. Hallelujah. Are we in the this is how I fight my battles key? Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going we to sing this is how I fight my battles. What kind of announcements do you have, Pastor Troy? Come up here real quick. Don't y'all love Pastor Troy? Okay. I just want to remind you to go out in the back for Serve Week, sign up in the back for Serve Week, and also for a Legacy Conference, and of course, go meet Pastor Rayleigh as well. Hey, Legacy Conference is about to happen, and I want you to be a part of it. Nathan Morris, it's one of the greatest times of our whole year. Now, I know that some of y'all want to go, you want to get to the Cracker Barrel, you want to get there and order me some chicken and dumplings so it'll be hot when I get there. But here's the truth. There's some of y'all that want to spend a little time sending the enemy a signal that I'm going to praise the Lord at another level. If you'd like to just have a little time with the Lord, you can stay. If you want to slip out, you can slip out. But here's what you cannot do. You cannot dismiss the shift. How many of you are declaring this shift is for me? How, how many of you are going to come back next week? Will you come back next week? Please bring somebody. Raise up your hands. Father, I just pray power and blessings over my friends, my spiritual sons and daughters. God, as I have preached this word, we do not dismiss the ship, but we embrace it. Ha! And we declare, devil, your cover is blown. You thought you were using our trouble to defeat us. God allowed it so we would embrace the ship. You can come if you want to stand in the front and worship. If you want to meet me in the back, Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Somebody, somebody give God a shout. I love you. Sing, honey. Oh, yeah. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight.